You know, we just finished 21 days of fasting and prayer with an incredible outpouring service last weekend. And 2016 has just launched, propelled us forward in our spiritual journey. Today, I want to make a little bit of a transition. We're going to talk a little bit about our theme for the year, Into the World. And I want to reinforce the idea that that God has really called us to be ambassadors for Christ. In fact, that's the title of the message this morning, Ambassadors for Christ, that we are representatives of his kingdom. And that excites me. You know, we spend about, most of us, four hours, five hours a week as the church in these facilities. But when we walk out the doors, we spend another 124 hours a week as the church in the community, in the world. And I found in my own life that some of the most transforming moments that have have occurred for me have taken place when I'm out representing Christ. Many of us, when we think about being ambassadors into the world, we we think about our own world, that space that that we're involved in on a given week. Some of us enjoy uh, missions trips. In fact, you saw the video of our information meeting coming up on Thursday. Uh, I've had the privilege to share Christ in a credible and caring way in over 40 nations of the world. And I've found that when I go into the world, something changes in me. Not only are other people impacted, but I'm impacted. In fact, I, I brought my passport this morning. And I want to encourage you. I I think every Christ follower should have an updated passport because you never know when Christ is going to whisper in your heart and say, go into all the world, (laughs) preach the gospel, share Christ, go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. You never know when he's going to speak to you to do that. And so this morning, I want to give us an idea of what that looks like, what that means for each of us. Pastor Jared's been talking about Team 850 and Team Santa Paula, but I want to talk about what that looks like as ambassadors for Christ. Grab your Bibles, or I'm going to say it this way, grab the constitution of our country. Turn, let's look, at, let's look at three particular passages. First, section 2 Corinthians, subsection 5, article 20. Okay? If you need the, the translation, 2 Corinthians 5.20. Turn there first, then let's go to section Philippians, subsection 3, article 20. And then we're going to conclude with section Ephesians, subsection 2, article 19. Because you do know that we are part of a very unique kingdom. We're not just citizens of the United States of America. We are citizens of heaven, the kingdom of God. But let's begin first with Section 2 Corinthians, subsection 5, article 20. Read this with me. This is our text verse. Everyone together. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, 
as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Isn't that an amazing verse? First of all, we are identified as ambassadors. Second of all, there's a passion to that. The Apostle Paul says we are to implore, to, to plead with people to be reconciled to God. Let's, let's pray for a moment and just dedicate these next few minutes to the Lord. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning for your word, that it is life, that it is life-changing. I pray today that you will reinforce our biblical worldview, that we are called to be diplomatic representatives of your kingdom in our world. I pray today that there will be something that changes on the inside of us, that, that propels us forward, and not only the acknowledgement of it, but putting into practice what that really means in our world. We pray these things today in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. amen. So I've come to understand that we are the only people on this planet who are dual citizens of earth and heaven. Look here at section Philippians, subsection 3, article 20. For our citizenship is in heaven. Now, it doesn't say it will be, or it might be, or someday we will experience heaven. But it says our citizenship right now is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I, I'm intrigued by the word citizenship because in the Greek, it's actually the word polituma, which should ring a bell for many of us because it's where we get our English word politics or politicians. Now, I, I know this is a season, political season. We have all the primaries getting ready to launch and elections for uh, the, the highest office in the land coming up this fall. And sometimes government can give politicians a bad case of purpose abuse. But just because governmental polituma may have a bad case of purpose abuse doesn't mean that as Christ's followers, biblical polituma should, should not hit the mark when we understand our call to be, becoming representatives of the kingdom of God. And that's what I want to talk about. In fact, Ephesians 3, uh, or Ephesians 2.19 talks about the idea that we are no more fellow or strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints. That is a change, if you will, in our immigration status. When Christ came to this earth, he changed our citizenship. He changed our immigration status. He made a spiritual deposit on this earth and said, now you are going to be a part not only of earth but of heaven. 
a kingdom that is unique, a kingdom that transcends geographical boundaries and cultural idiosyncrasies, a kingdom that transcends position and power and color and creed, and a kingdom that confronts social injustice and prejudice, a kingdom that makes you or establishes you as an ambassador. Oh, I, I love that about the kingdom of God because I realize that as kingdom citizens, we have another constitution and we also have constitutional policies that are unique to our kingdom. Did you know we have our own educational policy? Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Did you know we have our own energy policy? You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. We have our own foreign policy. Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. We, we have our own civil rights policy. There is neither male nor female, bond nor free, Jew nor Gentile. For we are all one in Christ Jesus. We have our own national security policy. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. But the violent, those who have authority and power in Jesus' name, will take it by force. Do, do you understand that we have our own constitution with all of these policies? We have our own immigration policy. And it's simply this, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. That means the door of the kingdom is wide open to the whosoever will of this world. That's how profound the policies of our kingdom are. We have our own insurance policy. Jesus said, don't be afraid, don't be troubled. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. We have our own debt reduction plan. <laughs> Give, and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Come on, somebody. We, we, we have our own budgetary plan. Jesus said it this way, just seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and hey, everything else will be added unto you. We, we are dual citizens of another kingdom. I, I know that I'm here on earth. I'm a U.S. citizen, but I, I'm just kind of sliding through this life, getting ready for the next one because my homeland is really in heaven. My eternal kingdom is really in heaven. I am a dual citizen of heaven. We are special people, a chosen generation, 
a royal people, a holy nation, a unique people, that God should show forth the praises of those he has called out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people but are now the people of God. I just like quoting from the Constitution, which had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy. We are ambassadors for Christ. He didn't call us presidents. He didn't call us congressmen. He didn't call us governors. He called us ambassadors. So let me give you five incredible ideas. They're simple, but they're profound concerning the role of an ambassador. Grab your notes. Your notes will have these five ideas, and you can just fill in the blanks as you go. Five key ideas for ambassadors. Number one, ambassadors are selected and not elected. Did you know that ambassadors of nations are appointed by the heads of their government? They're not elected. They're chosen. They're selected. That is so important for us in the kingdom. That means that we don't have to wait for an election to be invited into the kingdom of God. If we had to be elected into the kingdom, race, social standing, education, intellect, family failures, personal problems would keep us out. But we're not elected. God chooses us. The president of our country chooses us. I'm so glad I don't have to be elected. I remember when I was, I was 27 years old and... I was voted on to become pastor of the first church that, that I served. At that time, 27. I mean, I was green behind the years. I, I didn't know much about pastoring. I, I didn't even preach my best sermon, tell my best jokes, and sing my best songs. I just handed out a five-page outline and said, listen, folks, if you want us to be pastors, then this is where we're headed. We're here to reach our community, to go into the world. Well, 22 members weren't sure. They didn't know. I mean, five-page outline. I, I needed 13 votes to become elected as pastor. I squeaked in with 14. <laughs> but the good news was they knew where I was headed. And for the next decade, God took those 22 members, transitioned that church to a major thoroughfare in the community, over a 1,000 people attending on the weekends. God began to do some incredible things just simply because I understood that we couldn't just, just stay inside the walls of the church, but we had to go outside and become ambassadors into the world. But I squeaked in in the election. Then I started serving in denominational leadership, and I was voted on by hundreds and hundreds of people. Talk about nerve-wracking. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, we're not elected. God chooses us. We're not standing up on a, on a line like, like when we were kids and there's a captain here choosing people to play on a team and I want you and I want you. And I always felt bad for all the kids who were the last ones to be chosen to play in that particular sports competition or those who weren't chosen at all. But in the kingdom of God, we're not chosen by man. 
We don't have to wait for somebody to say, I choose you. Or you have to measure up to these accomplishments and achievements. No, Jesus came along and he said, I have chosen you. I have selected you as an ambassador for my kingdom and you are mine. Ambassadors are not elected, they're selected. Let's look at another point. Ambassadors, number two, are provisionally secure. Basically, what I mean by that is is they're provided for. Did you know that ambassadors representing nations, they don't have to worry about anything when it comes to provision. The government provides their homes, their cars, furniture, clothes, food, perks, privileges, memberships. Now, I, I know as U.S. citizens, we're, we're footing the bill, right? I mean, we've got mortgages and car payments and insurance premiums and the government wants its peace and taxes. But ambassadors are provided for by the government. Well, I've got good news today. God's government has promised to provide for his ambassadors. Our Constitution says that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. That's the promise from our president, and he doesn't lie. He always tells the truth. He didn't have to learn to tell the truth. He tells the truth. Now, I realize some of us will go through some financial problems at times. We all will. We look in the scripture. We we read about Ambassador Job. What happened to him? He lost everything. He lost his wife, his cattle, his kids. Everything was, was lost for a particular season of time until the president showed up and restored double of what Ambassador Job had. Look at ambassadors Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're standing in front of the president of Babylon. And the president says, when the trumpet blows, you're going to bow. Or you're going to be thrown into the fiery furnace. They looked him in the eye and they said, listen, we respect your authority, but we serve a president of all presidents. And we're not going to bow to you. The trumpet blew, they didn't bow, they ended up in a fiery furnace. The president showed up of all presidents. The fourth man, not even a hair was singed on their head. Not even smoke could be smelled on their clothing. So much so that the president of Babylon said, I can tell you are citizens of another kingdom. (laughs) and you have another president, so we'll just go ahead and make you a dual citizen, and you'll become an ambassador of our country as well. So there's going to be times that we go through some hardships, but what I've learned is this. If I will stop talking bad about the circumstances and start talking good about my God, 
then I give him an opportunity to show up in the midst of all of the, the, the challenges and the struggles that I may face, and he will make me provisionally secure. Come on, somebody. All right, number three, ambassadors represent their country. In fact, would you say that with me? Because this is a very important principle that we're getting ready to drill down into. Let's say it together. Ambassadors represent their country. They don't represent themselves. They represent their nation. Ambassadors, as a sub-point, they don't give their personal opinions. If they're asked about something concerning their country, they don't say, well, I think... Or my opinion is, if they're asked about, well, what do you think about forgiveness? Their response, our response should be, the position of my country is, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. If we're asked about things like, well, what do you think about tithing? Well, the position of my country is... What do you think about social injustice or injustice in our world? Well, the position of our country is... You understand what I'm saying? As ambassadors, we really don't have the luxury to submit our own personal opinions, especially about those things in the Constitution that are absolute. We just simply say, the position of my country is. And we present that pic a picture and that position because we're representing our country. We're not giving our, our personal opinion. I think it's interesting. God probably looks up from, or looks down from heaven ever so often and and he says, what's that person saying right there? I, I don't even, that's not part of the constitution of our country. He's, she's representing me. I, where did that come from? What, that person, right, what, what is he saying? What is she saying? I mean, I don't, we need to revoke his citizenship. Because there's people who are representing their own opinions rather than representing the constitution of our country. Ambassadors speak for their country. As, as another sub-point, you are speaking on behalf of the kingdom of God. I am speaking on behalf of the kingdom of God. The other day on January 1st, first New Year's, first day of the year, I, I woke up early and I just decided to spend a few minutes with the Lord, just to dedicate 2016 to, to the Lord in prayer. And so I went to my prayer co closet and I just started spending some time in prayer and reading the Constitution of my country. And before I knew it, 20 minutes had turned into a few hours and I just felt like God was downloading some things into my spirit concerning 2016. Just began to speak to me. And people will say, well, does that mean that God speaks to you audibly? No. God doesn't usually speak to me audibly. 
But what I mean by that is he speaks to me through his word, his constitution. He speaks to me through circumstances and other people. And, and he speaks to me through impressing my heart. He'll whisper in my heart in a still small voice and say, I, it's time to get your passport updated. And he'll, he'll, he'll talk to me just Im, impressing my spirit, just some things. And so that's what was happening to me on, on New Year's Day. And, and I just felt like I... I wanted to represent the kingdom this morning and to everybody who is online, who you're watching from across the country in Phoenix and Fort Wayne, Indiana and, and, and the Czech Republic and Sweden and uh, Bakersfield and Grand Junction and Salinas and, and Palmdale and I'm having a hard time reading it because of the lights, but I want to speak to you as well. This, this is an encouraging word for 2016 for you. 2016 will be a year of supernatural strength and anointing in your life. I speak that to you. 2016 will be a year of supernatural strength in your life. 2015 was a year of spiritual sight. We learned that we couldn't solve what we cannot see that we needed to see the walls of Jericho falling before they would fall, that even though they were standing in our midst, in our, in our spiritual mind, we needed to see the walls falling. But in 2016, God is going to give you supernatural strength to do what you cannot do yourself. If you can do it, you will take credit for it. But if you cannot do it, God will take credit the credit for it, and he will do exceedingly abundantly above whatever you can think, ask, or imagine according to his power working in you. Listen, the number six is a number that stands for man, 666, but 2016 will not be a year of human striving and human endeavors. It will be a year of God-ordained results because he will propel you into divine conversations, divine decisions. Things will happen in your life that you'll look back at and say, I, I don't even know that, how that happened. But God, yeah, God showed up and did it. Hey, 2016 will be a year of supernatural strength in your life. Do you know that everywhere we go, we represent God by the, the, the things that we say, the things that we do. We're speaking on his behalf. I, I've been praying in this year, God, teach me how to represent you. God, I, I, don't, I don't know how to represent you I, I need you to teach me. Teach me how to talk again. Teach me how to walk again. Te teach me how to speak the truth of your constitution. Teach me how to preach. I I've been preaching for 30 years consistently. I've taken the, the classes on homiletics and hermeneutics. I know the difference between expository and topical and narrative preaching in the first and third person. I can stand and preach like a, a motivational speaker or politician and control my voice and make sure every inflection is clear and concise so that you know exactly what I'm saying in a very... Uh, 
a purposeful and intentional way, or I can, I can preach a T.D. Jakes camp meeting. I need you, Jesus. I need you today. I need you tomorrow. I need you next week. Got to have you, Jesus. I need to lift up my head. Look under the hills. From whence cometh my help, my help comes from, I said my help comes from the Lord. He is my God. He is my, he is my master of everything. He, But I, I've come to the place where I've said, God, just teach me how to preach. Teach me how to represent you. Teach me how to be a diplomat for your kingdom. Te teach me how to say the right things at the right moments that will bring about kingdom impact into the world. Help me, Jesus. T teach me how to dress. God, teach me how to be a parent. Teach me how to be a father. Teach me how to be a husband. Teach me how to be a man. Just teach me again, God. Because I, I sense the incredible seriousness of the fact that I am representing my kingdom. And I want to do the, the things and say the things that will represent that kingdom well. Can I get a witness? Number four. And here's, wow. Ambassadors personify their country. Did you know that ambassadors are literally a nation on two legs? When you meet the ambassador of China, you meet China. You meet the ambassador of Russia, you meet Russia. The ambassador is the personification of that nation on two legs. Which means if you slap an ambassador, it's not personal assault, it's a national incident. World War I started because an ambassador was assassinated and no public apology was given. The ambassador is the personification of the nation, representing the authority and the power of that nation. <laughs> Did you know we had our first national incident way back in the Garden of Eden? Satan thought he could slap God's ambassador. Created a kingdom incident. But what Satan didn't know, and because he didn't apologize was now the president of all presidents unleashed his entire arsenal to be at the disposal of his kingdom citizens. <laughs> Which means that now we have all power over the enemy. 
You can, you can look at section Luke, subsection 10, article 19, and it says, Jesus said, Behold, I give you all power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Think about that. How can I, how can you, one person, I'm, I'm just, I'm one person, you're one person. How can I have the entire power of the kingdom of God at my disposal to defeat all power of the enemy? It's because I personify a nation. Pastor Chad, come here and help me real fast, quickly. I want you just to, to walk back to that back section right back there and, and just get ready to, to speak something to them. Get ready. Can, can you hurry just a little bit more? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right, thank you. Can, come up here. Come up here to this section right here, if you would. Just, just come right up here and if you can move just a little quicker. Right up here to this, this section right here. Thank you. That, that's, I know you're in shape. Right here to this section right here. Do you, you know what's happening, right? Pastor Chad is not representing himself right now. He's literally representing me as a pastor of this house. He's not representing himself. He's representing me and the authority and the power that I have in pastoring. He's personifying who I am. I want you to... Hey! I'm sorry, my spirit man just wells up every once in a while and it just kind of screams out, Hey! It's just, I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that's, not, that's not the motivational speaker in me. I'm sorry. But I want you to grab that. You are representing the president of all presidents. Everywhere you go, you are his ambassador. You are personifying the kingdom of God on two legs. That's you. When you thank you, Pastor Chad, and you can go back slow if you, you want to. <laughs> but it excites me because I know when I leave these facilities that I'm not just representing myself. I'm moving into the world, and I'm representing, I'm personifying a nation, the kingdom of God. And, and I understand that principle in my life. It makes my decisions so much more important in my conversations, so much more important, and my actions and attitudes so much more important because here's really the bottom line. The message is wrapped up in the messenger. You're not going to probably remember much of what I preach about this morning, probably in six months. But you'll remember the messenger.
And when you see me, you'll say, you know what? I remember he's personifying a nation. He's representing a nation, a kingdom. He's a dual citizen. And I, I know i got to wrap this up, but point number five as we bring this to a close is ambassadors lead the country first. Oh, some of you know where I'm headed with this one. Whenever the United States decides to declare war against another nation, what happens? Someone high up gets on the horn and calls, I'm using that word on purpose, calls the ambassador of that nation and says, it's time for you to leave that country and come on home. And the United States pulls that ambassador out of that nation or that country. I've got news for you. One of these days, somebody's going to get on the horn. His name is the angel Gabriel. And he's going to blow the horn. And my constitution says, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ are going to rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. I don't know if I'm going out on the first bus load or the second bus load. Doesn't matter. I'm getting out of, out of Dodge. And you can call them seven bowls or seven bombs, but I'm out of here. <laughs> because ambassadors leave the country first. Now, I know this morning I'm addressing this esteemed delegation of kingdom citizens, ambassadors for Christ. Do you know what ambassadors are called? They're called your excellency. Would you just humor me this morning? Turn to one of your fellow citizens and say, it's good to see you here today, your excellency. <laughs> hey! Didn't that feel good? Yeah! So this morning when you leave, you are an ambassador for Christ. And I, I want to speak to everyone right now, everybody online. If you don't know the president of all presidents, this morning I want to introduce him to you. I mean, he's not like any other president you've ever known. He will actually come out of the Oval Office and spend some time with you personally. He will walk alongside of you. Listen, yesterday, Saturday, I was, uh, no, Friday, I was at a car lot doing some car shopping for my oldest son, Spencer. And I met the, the owner of the car lot for the first time. And we just started talking, and he began sharing some of the, the challenges that he was facing in life. That he was stressed, and... Just the car lot was fairly new as a, as a lot, and he was talking about the stress load he was under, wanting to see the car lot take off. 
And I realized I had an opportunity to be a nation on two legs. And I just started talking to him about someone who would walk alongside of him every single day. That he wouldn't have to get up in the morning and face the new day on his own. But Jesus Christ would be there to walk alongside every moment of the day. We had a few minutes after we talked and we just prayed together and I prayed that that God would introduce himself. That there would just be an introduction. That he would seek the Lord. That his business would be blessed. Just, Just a 60 second, 90 second prayer. We just spent a little bit of time. When we finished, I I could just see that, that God was moving in his heart. And he said, wow, I, I got goose pimples when you were praying. I said, no, that was, that was just the presence of God wanting to make himself known to you. Friends, that's what we have as kingdom citizens, citizens of earth and citizens of heaven. We have a president and a king who is with us. You know, my physical address on earth is 3410 Mallorca or Mallorca Place in Castaic. But my real address is 777 Hallelujah Boulevard. 